purpose of this show is to enlighten, empower, and educate people on bringing things to the next level. So, a traditional woman is somebody that understands the values and the morals of what it takes to build a healthy relationship. If I'm working from nine to six and I'm coming home to try to put her put food on the table and get you wrong, I'm not I'm not really paying attention to your behaviors. Like you acting out, boy, go sit your ass down and Man, get this dinner on, and go to bed. If you do have this flooded service, they gonna blame it on the windows, sir. Don't <laughs> you can't control other people's position, you know. Even though you give them that role, sometimes they they decide to fly out to the side, Fuck it up. and then you can't you can't control that. But I think having clear roles, you know, we are co-parenting. Sometimes you got to spell it out. Welcome to the gentleman's jungle. Hello, somebody. Welcome, 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 welcome to the gentleman's jungle. All right, of course you know it's class, Mr. Gordon. All right, episode fourteen. When your worst enemy is you, it's gonna be real. I have Miss Brittany, Coach Brittany. Um, she is joining us today now. Um, I'm gonna let her introduce herself, but just brief description of her. She is a Instagram phenom, if you ask me. You know, she does her thing on social media and off social media, of course. But she's always. Um, from what I get, her 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 goal is to motivate and educate women to be a better them, and also, um, she's into something new, and I'm gonna let her talk more about that. But I just wanted to give her the proper introduction because she deserves it. And at the end of the day, like I said, it's about empowering, enlightening people. So I felt like this subject was perfect for her. Um, I didn't have to track her down or run her over to get on the show. She wanted to get on the show. She's very excited about it. So, um, but y'all know me. I ain't, I ain't shit. So I'm going to pick her brain and I'm going to hopefully be as respectful as I can. But we're going to have us a beautiful evening, man. So, Miss Brittany, I'm going to give you a minute to explain and introduce yourself as well. Well, thank you for having me. I appreciate the invite. Yes, yes. So, um, well, as you know, my background, I am a therapist. I'm a clinical social worker, and I have a long history of dealing with trauma. So um, my entire career as a therapist has been working in trauma. So all of my patients have come with, you know, traumatic backgrounds, abuse, neglect, um, combat trauma. Um, That kind of has always been my interest and always been, you know, my best skill set. And just lately, within the last two years, I started shifting towards positive psychology, where we focus more on teaching individuals how to build the best life that they can with what they have. So not necessarily taking them from, you know, that place of crisis, but teaching them how, you know, your your life may just be mediocre right now, but how can we take it to the next level? Yeah, yeah. Um, And so a lot of my work as a coach, which I've been uh, doing individually with women for the last two years is coaching women on how to how to go to that next level you know teaching them how to find what are your skill sets what are your strengths um and most importantly what are your barriers what's getting in your way and stopping you from becoming who it is that you want to be that's major right there yeah and that's what i'm passionate about so why are you so passionate about that because i've done the work Mm. so it's like when i first started you know i tell people all the time like i love working with the underdog because um, yeah, shouts out to the underdog. Shout out man. to the underdog. I root for the underdog. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I definitely identify where you know my background. I was 
raised by a single mother, five kids. Um, I was the middle child. And so, you know, we Uh-oh. lived that life. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was the rebellious one. Yes. I had to test the boundaries. Oh, yeah. Um, but I was always the independent one and I was always, you know, the stronger one. So, you know, I think that I'm, I'm great at working with trauma because my family went through a lot of trauma. Um, and then I had to figure out, figure it out from there. There was nobody, you know, my family didn't say, let's take her to therapy. You know, nobody said, let's find her some help. It was just me navigating and looking at the world and identifying, okay, well, that's not working for them. I'm not going to do it the way my auntie did it. Like (laughs) I have to figure out a healthy way to do this. Trial and error. Right. I've gotten good at it because I've made myself better. Mm -hmm. Um, And so my way of giving back and helping others, teaching them how to, how to be better, you know, and I hate to see people struggle who don't have to struggle. So it's like, if you have the tools and I'm very passionate about that, because I can see very clearly where, you know, I've gone from a point where, you know, my, my background, no one had money. We were poor. We were, you know, doing, I mean, in my mind, we, we was balling, but, yeah, yeah. you know, yeah. that was food stamps and, <laughs> you know, everything else. So it's like now to I'm a point where I'm like financially comfortable and I can see the other side of life that, you know, if somebody would have set me down and explained what life was could be or what options I had available, I'd be totally different from what I am now. So it's like how many other people are missing out because they weren't given the tools? Wow. You know, so I'm passionate about making sure people have the tools if you want them. Mm. You know, it's it's for the taking, but you got to take it. You got to go get it. Mm-hmm. So your passion really comes from experience. Oh, yeah. It's not just something you read in a book or no, some shit like that. No, I wouldn't be, a, I wouldn't be as effective as mm-hmm. I am. Well, welcome to the jungle, Ms. Brittany. And I'm, Thank I'm you. I'm give you fair warning. If you haven't heard, it's um pretty much no filter. Mm-hmm. Um People chime in. They ask questions. Um, I might come off and say some crazy shit. Tim is running a little late, but once Tim get in, he probably say some crazy shit too. Gotcha. But the whole goal is to put the message out. And going back to um, the title, now I, I feel like I, I think. Let me go back. So I was thinking about the subject. I'm thinking about okay, what are we gonna talk about this week? What are we gonna do? And I'm gonna tell y'all no lie. 99% of the time, whenever I think of a title for a show, I'm pretty much thinking about myself. Mm-hmm. And for a lot, for for a, for a long time, a lot of situations, I felt like I was the person that was stopping me from doing something. Um, I, I got out of the phase of what will people think if I do something or I wonder how they will feel if I reacted this way. And I turned into the phase of being me and my worst critic. And then I became the person that was um, afraid to succeed at something. So the fear of failure would stop me from trying to boost my morale or do something that put me on a different level. And then I was like, you know what, fuck it. I mean, I'm going to go ahead and just take a chance and just do what I got to do. And the results from it was so overwhelming. It's like it's almost addictive. It's euphoric. It's like, okay, all right, well, what can I do next? What can I do next? Um, Even doing things on on, on a career level. And then I was like, you know what? I'm going to write a book. And I was just playing. And then I had to hold myself accountable for it. So then I wrote a book. So once I wrote the book, it's like, all right, well, shit, I got to edit this motherfucker. I got to get the shit going. So once I got there, it's like, well, shit, I got the editing done. Now I got to submit that shit. And I procrastinated on that. Is it done yet? Is it done yet? I went back and changed the ending three, four times. Is it done yet? You know what? I'm going to press submit and see what happened. So now it's out there. So then you go, okay, what's next? 
how can I get this to more people? What can I do with this? So the book thing still goes on to the point of working on a second book. And I'm literally writing two books right now at the same time. But then it's like, okay, Clarence, what can you do besides that? So it kind of puts you in another level, in another realm, I think, in your life. But in every, I think in every level, you're going to still be your worst enemy. In every level, you're going to talk yourself, you're going to try to talk yourself out of it. How do you put it in your mind to where you no longer talk yourself out of doing things? Uh, it's not that you'll ever, because no matter what level of success you reach, there's always going to be an amount of pressure and fear associated with that level. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people think that, you know, they feel that fear when they have these big dreams and goals and they get afraid and they're like, I don't know if I can do it. I don't know if I should do it. And they take that fear as an indicator that they should give up. Yeah. They should not do it or should not follow through. And so a lot of the self-talk that you're having comes from that emotion of fear. Right. And what I have learned to be successful, you know, people like laugh at me because when I'm really having like a real conversation with Brittany, yeah, I will be ha I'll be talking to myself because I have learned that there is my voice and then there's the voice of fear. And a lot of times we hear the voice of fear and we we take it on as it's our own. Yeah. Right. And we start having those fearful thoughts and those doubtful thoughts and, and you know, you come up with very creative reasons as to why you can't Excuses move forward. Excuses why you shouldn't mm -hmm. do it. <laughs> right. And the same way that I would sit with my client and ask them questions, okay, well, why do you feel this way? Is that really is that really the truth or are you just exaggerating what's happening right mm -hmm. now? You know, I ask my, I challenge myself, you know, and I back myself into a corner to say, okay, if you do jump, if you do do it, what's the worst that could happen? Yeah. Oh, nothing? Okay. Keep well, then we're going to do it. Yeah. We're going to do it afraid. We're going to do it doubtful. I don't care if you think it's going to work or not. I'm going to follow through because it said I, it's what I said I was going to do. Wow. I've learned that I have to stay committed and stay faithful to the initial thought. The initial thought is the thought that you had when you were motivated. Mm -hmm. The thought that you had when you felt like you could do it. Right? That's the initial thought, and that's what you stay committed to. Because as you're going through the process, no matter what you're trying to build, you're going to want to quit a whole bunch of times. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And a lot of those thoughts I always tell myself, you know, I'm big on affirmations. So one of my own affirmations is that's not me. You know, it's very simple. So when I have a thought that says, Brittany, I don't know, you're going to fail. It ain't going to work out, this, that, and the other. I'm like, no, that's not me. You got to decipher those those voices. Mm -hmm. Right. Oh, man. Yeah, that's true, too. Oh, uh, shout out to my boy, Tuli, man. Tuli said his love from 6D. He over there. Yeah. Hey, what's up? <laughs> tell Marcus what's up, man. <laughs> I'm going to bring him some cookies. She said, well, you heard it. She's going to bring you some cookies, though. What cookies are we talking about? What cookies? What kind of cookies? Well, was it mac? I think I made a macadamia nut. You made cookies, too? Yes, I made cookies, too. You made oatmeal raisin? <laughs> I have not made oatmeal raisin. You're going to make them now. But I'm sure I could. I, I could do anything. You. Thank you so much. <laughs> Yeah, and don't talk yourself out of it. If something tells you don't make it, that's the other side. You better make them down. Uh, make them cookies. cookies. <laughs> I can make chocolate cake, too. You made chocolate cake? Mm -hmm. Shouts out to the chocolate cake. Oh, how you not like chocolate cake? Everybody likes chocolate cake. You right about that. Let's get back on subject. I'm greedy as hell. Um, <laughs> have you ever been in a situation to where at the, like you literally talked yourself out of something and you just felt like shit afterwards, like... And you really just knew that all the time. Yeah. And it happened a lot, especially early when I was launching my coaching business where, you know, like I said, you don't have, like I, I got to a point where I just had to be honest with myself mm. and it, 
you have to tell the truth no matter what it is that you feel. Yeah. And so it got to a point to me to where I was procrastinating and putting it off. Oh, I'm not going to do it. I'm not gonna, nobody's going to want to come and I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to do that. And I would just delay and yeah. delay and delay. And it dawned on me. I'm like, okay, Brittany, the more you delay this, like where you are in your life right now, is this where you want to be forever? Yeah. Like, are you happy living this life, going to this job, you know, in, in the financial state that you're in? Like, is this the best it's going to get? Because if so, then we can just stay right here. Yeah. Let's just stay here and get comfortable. Mm. But if you're not going to be happy with that, then you need to be honest about where you want to go with your life. Mm-hmm. Um, I think one of my biggest regrets was waiting so long to start my business. Cause I, and it goes back to kind of what you what we were talking about before, where... So many people doubt themselves and give up because they were never exposed to what greatness looks like. Yeah. And for me, I I am the pioneer in my family. Like no one has ever demonstrated to me what this level of success looks like. Mm-hmm. Like to them, me, you know, working with a, a good government job with for <laughs> yeah. right. Like Brittany made it. Like yeah, I'm like, no. <laughs> like, it ain't started. This, it, exactly. It I'm like, the beginning. this is the beginning. Yeah. Like this is this is a, a step into them. It's the epitome of success. Yeah. You know, and so you government. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. You, I walked in that bed. I'm like, what the hell did I get myself into, man? Right, but you a lot of people believe that, like they and they get there, and and that was one of the things. You know, when I was started working at the VA, I was like, all right, a lot of people were just content and happy with where they were, and. Anytime we would go to meetings, or you know, I would just be sitting around all the other social workers, and I'm just like. This is not my life. Yeah. Like th- this is not the end for me. It's not living. Right. But it's so easy to get comfortable there. Yeah. Cut off. So how do you think that affects the I'm sorry, Tim is in the building. Hey Tim. What's up? Nah, you ain't on. Cut your mic on, bro. There you go. What's up? Oh, there you go. Oh. Tim. <laughs> do y'all know each other? Mm-mm. No. No. Y'all about to get to know each other. <laughs> so, uh, Tim is in, you know, he's fashionably late as always. Um, I guess he had to tell Beyonce, well, Jay-Z that he going to work. He'd be back. Um, <laughs> so, I'm actually, uh, so, Brittany, do, do you think that um, being your worst enemy, how does that affect you in a relationship with someone? <laughs> how does being your worst enemy affect you in your relationships? Yeah. Um, when you are your worst enemy, every insecurity and doubt you have will come out and you will blame it on your partner. Mm-hmm. So when you don't love yourself correctly, right, and you, you are insecure about your flaws or, or how you feel about yourself, you know, anytime you do something wrong, your partner, all he got to do is just walk in the room and you're like, oh, so you're not happy, right? You, yeah. You're looking for a reason to leave, yeah. you know, and so it's called projecting. Right. Mm-hmm. Anytime that you're not fulfilled with yourself, you will project those insecurities on your partner. There's people who can't be in relationships with people who are successful in their career because their own career aspirations are not planning out. Right. So if you're in, in that type of relationship and you're insecure about your level of success, any type of success your partner gives you, you're going to minimize. You're gonna shut it. Yeah. You're shut gonna... it down. Oh, it's all right. It's, you know, it ain't all that because it's hard for me to be happy for you when I'm not happy for me. Shit. It's hard for I've me to that. to accept love, and, and especially with working with women, I have seen that they unintentionally can push men away. 
because they have not reached a place of love and acceptance for themselves. Yeah. So when they get into that relationship, it's hard for them to receive love because they have a hard time giving themselves love, you know? And so they, they think that their partner sees them through their own eyes, you know? Yeah. And so when I think that I'm the greatest thing popping, I believe he thinks I'm the greatest thing popping. And if you don't believe so, then maybe we should have a conversation about that, yeah, yeah. you know? And most importantly, I'm willing to set boundaries in that relationship because I know who I am. I, I knew who I was when we, when we came into this. Yeah. Right. So that means that I've learned to love myself on a level that I can love myself fully and completely. I don't need you to complete me. And when I don't need somebody to complete me, anything that that person does in that relationship that could hurt me now is not as detrimental Yeah. because you can hurt me and it's going to hurt for a little bit. But because I was whole when we started, I can walk away and still be whole. So how do you get to that point to, to, to have that confidence? Like I'm okay with or without you. So because, yeah. Okay. To get to a point to where you can say, I'm okay with or without you. (laughs) The fan turned off. So to get to that point um, to where you could say, I'm okay with or without you, first of all, you have to know who you are, Mm -hmm. right? So in order for me to get to that point, I had to go through a horrible relationship um, where I had given this other person 100% of Brittany. They got the good, they got the bad, they got the ugly. But most importantly, I gave them everything that I should have been given to myself. Wow. So when it came to my happiness, when it came to my joy, when it came to me being fulfilled, even when it came to my my vision, my goals, and my dreams, I was willing to back them 100%. And if it meant that I wasn't happy, cool. If it meant that I didn't progress in my career, cool. I was willing to lay everything on the line because that's the type of love that I had to offer. What did you expect from that? At that time in my life, absolutely nothing. You just wanted to him to accept it. You wanted to be. Did you did, did you feel like that that was the the role you were obligated to play at that moment? What had been demonstrated for me is that love is supposed to hurt. Mm. Hmm. What was demonstrated for me was that love looks like dysfunction. So when he was giving me pain and dysfunction, I feel like that was. This is the normal, yeah. right? This is what people have showed me my entire life. So I, at that time in my life, and I was young, I'm, I didn't ha- I didn't even know that I could expect anything in return. The only thing that I knew to do was to keep asking. And most importantly, uh, men do it too, but especially women. We keep asking, change, 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 be better, love me, do right, you know, hoping that they will do what we need them to do, right? Yeah. Um, but most importantly, we think, okay, well, if I just change myself, then that person will. Right. If I just, if I just love him harder, if I, if I just support him more, if I just do this, if I just do that. And it wasn't until I had ran out of my, if I just, I got to a point where there was nothing else I can give you. Like I've given you everything. And when I hit that rock bottom moment, I mean, that was it. I was like, okay, now that I have nothing else to give, it was the worst time in my life. But it was absolutely the best thing that could have happened to me because it forced me to build from mm-hmm. ground up with just Brittany. Mm. Now, men go through that, too. They do. We, we try. We try. And we don't get accepted as such uh, as what you would want us to be. Mm-hmm. So we, 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 we stab at this. Well, that didn't work. So we stab at that mm-hmm. to the point we lose ourselves in something to the point when we look back. I mean, myself personally, I went through that. And I had to look up. Shut the fuck up, Tom. I I had to look up and I was like, well, shit, what do I have? 
who who am I? What what do I have left for me? You know exactly. what I'm saying? So once I realized that, I had to move around. Right. But um, even in the situations with me in the relationship, um, I was my worst enemy because I knew I should have got away a long time ago. But I felt like, if like you said, if I just maybe things to turn around. This this the norm. It's in the building phase. We still right. learning each other. We're gonna do this. We're gonna do that. But the person was only gonna do what I allowed them to do. Mm-hmm. So. And here's the thing is that when, you know, and I work with multiple, like I always, like I'm always hard on my clients with this and they hate me for it, but it's because I know what it's like to be in that place and I push them towards the door and that door is called freedom. Mm -hmm. And what's, in order to get through that door, you have to be honest. And so before I could start rebuilding myself and start actually having a relationship with me, I had to be honest about how I got there. Mm-hmm. I had to stop saying, you know, I was with this guy for six years. So I'm like, okay, you can't say for all six years he lied. Yeah. <laughs> all six years that he just, you know, pulled a pulled a um, thing over your face and told you that this is not what it is. No, you knew year it's two. It's always been there. Yeah. Right. Two years in, you knew exactly what you was dealing with, but you stayed. Why? And when I took responsibility for the fact that after the point of which I knew who he was and I stayed anyway, that I was now responsible for my own heartbreak. That was hard. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to hear that. <laughs> Tim, you got a haircut. Man, go on with that. <laughs> you tripping. <laughs> That's what my clients do when they get real. They divert. They divert. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't want to take responsibility. I don't want to take ownership. Mm-hmm. No, fuck that. They ain't no. about to do that. This guy code. We not taking ownership. No, but it's not but until we... you take ownership. And, and that's one of the ways in which we get in our own way. That's the first one. Because it's so easy to blame other people. Yeah. You know, no one right. taught me. No one showed me. You know, and it's their fault. Yeah. It's always until you, like you said, <laughs> take ownership for So being your worst enemy, it definitely affects you, not just in the professional world, but in the relationship world. Um, I'm thinking the same thing with family, friends, anything, you know, mm-hmm. um, talking yourself out of things. Because, like, I'm not a hard to believe, but I'm not really a people person. You laughing? Mm-hmm. That shit. I'm not a people person. I'm a, like my circle is real, real small. Like because it's um, I, I and it's something that I can honestly say I struggle with. It's like man, it, it. I think I'm too old for new friendship. You know. I mean, in for me, because I run into a lot of people who say that, especially men. And for me, I don't feel like I'm necessarily a people person either, but. People gravitate towards me and I gravitate towards people. And it's a function of the fact of, you know, one of the things that I I try to teach all of my clients is that, you know, you receive what you put out into the world, you know. And when I have people who are looking to work with me or people who talk highly of me or whatever type of influence I have, it's because when I show up in the world, I try my best. You know, last two days been rough, but I try (laughs) my best to show up. with the mindset of being a servant, yeah, you know, I I've learned that, especially with what I do and what my gift is that people gravitate to you for a reason. So whatever this, whatever I'm in the room with this person for, you know, what is my purpose for serving them? Mm-hmm. You know, how am I helping them in this moment? How, and sometimes it's as simple as just saying, Hey, how are you doing? And, and, and being friendly to that person, you know, you don't know what impact you're having with them. So it's not like I seek to make friends, but it's, I seek to be of service to the world. Yeah. And that comes back to you. So I should accept the people that come into my world. 
Hey y'all. <laughs> not everybody. Not everybody. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> not everybody. So 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 this is so this is the thing though. It's like you know, I can be cool with you, right? And and I call it loving from your overflow. When you love from your overflow, I don't need anything from you in order to treat you good. I don't need anything from you in order to just be who I am, which is a loving person. That's going to be who I am regardless. Regardless, yeah. regardless of how you treat me. And that's the one I got to nail into people. It don't matter if you talk about me like a dog. I make a decision whether or not I'm going to participate in that, right? Really? But when it comes to being a gatekeeper, that's a totally different conversation. Define that. <laughs> Because it's essentially like loving from your overflow means you walk into my yard, I wave at you and say, hey, how you doing? Looking good. But in order to come into my house, there's a gate there. Yeah. Right. So we can be cool and cordial and I can I can truly be the best person I can be for you from the yard. But in order to come into my house and to come into my home, it's a different person. There are different expectations. Mm-hmm. Right. And because you're going to be who you're going to be regardless. Like, I don't believe in changing people, even as I'm a therapist, right? Yeah, man. I believe people change themselves. They make a decision to change themselves. So so, so how does that affect your your, your career? Like you said, you, so so do you give them the options to change themselves? You don't try to change them? No, even, even a therapist, like, we don't change people. People make a decision to change, and then we give them the tools to change, change. right? And we show them where they're getting caught up and where they're stuck and where their blind, blind spots are. But I, I, as many success stories as I have, I have twice as much non-successful stories because people just were not willing to do the work. I can't do the work for you, mm-hmm. you know. So <laughs> I don't believe in doing that with my patients, and I don't do it in my personal life. See, then she looked at me when she said that shit. <sighs> um, <you> know. <laughs> no, I, I get what she, I get where she's coming from. You know, <clears throat> I'm in therapy too. I'm in therapy. I think everybody should be a therapist. Oh yes, everybody. everybody should. Shout out to therapists. Nah, but I, I, I've been told I need one. At oh time yeah, you can stand one. What the fuck? <laughs> check your EAP everybody program. Get a you, hey, Brittany, tell them to check his EAP program. Right, get your EAP. <laughs> they got an EAP. They got, you got ten okay. free sessions. Mm, what the hell is that? <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, I go to therapy, and I had a therapist on the bed, goddamn, on the couch. Like, wait, what is do here? Well. You know, it, it, okay, so, like, the last couple of weeks, I've missed therapy. This week, because, well, yesterday, my back was just hurting really bad, but, the week, but, but like, the week before that, my therapist had to cancel on me. But, you know. The therapist we, canceled on you? Yeah, she had to. She what has, type of shit is that? She Your therapist Therapists are people, too. Yeah, no, they're not. They're, they're therapists. therapists. They're, they're supposed to be there. I, I wasn't mad at her. I was like, okay, cool. I can like sleep in. You know, it's <laughs> early morning. <laughs> Free day. <laughs> okay, so, um. However, you know, my therapist and I, okay, so we were doing this little, we, we were talking about, certain, okay, so we were talking about um, me getting out more and dating, and uh, there were some other little things we were doing, so she wanted me to go to some meetings and things like that, and I said, okay, I'm down with the meeting blast and stuff like that, but, you know, I do have a life, and so I started talking to her, right, about some other things, and she just looked at me. And the way she was looking at me, just kind of like started running me a little hot, you know. And so, you know, we, we, we I started this little back and forth thing where she said, "Look, I'm not gonna argue with you. That's not my job to argue with you, you know." And I was like, "So, uh, she um, she had a little piece of paper she was writing down. She was writing stuff down for me to do. Mm-hmm. She just put the paper down on the table, and I snatched it off the table, 
And I said, well, I guess we're over with, huh? And she said, you know what, Tim? I just sent some willfulness here. I'm in a DBT group at the VA. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, so, yeah. That's my language there. Mm-hmm. So, so we were talking. Uh, so I said, I guess we're finished. So I just snatched the paper up. And she looked at me. And she said, I'm sent some willfulness here. And I, was just, and I said, well, I don't, I'm not trying to be willful. I just want to do this. You know, just so. And so we were talking. I said, okay. So I kind of got what she was coming. But the more we talked, I just, she was, uh, she was, te- you know, what she was telling me and wanted me to realize was that I was making excuses for some things that I needed to do that I, I didn't want to do or I was putting off doing or something like mm-hmm. that. So, um, you know, so one of the things I, 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 I'm, I'm really glad that I'm in the, I'm, I'm in therapy there, you know, cause you know, and I, I thought about, and I was telling her, I was actually telling her about this young lady that works with me at my other job. You know, she doesn't, she doesn't speak to me. Okay, and so, and I never noticed it until one day she walked right by me and didn't say anything. (laughs) (laughs) You know, Uh okay, and so I was like, oh, she doesn't speak to me. So there was a part of me that wanted to just go go off on like, Mm -hmm. like, bitch. What's your problem? Yeah, what's your, what's, uh, did I do something to you? You know what I'm saying? Did I I piece a piece of your Kool-Aid? I mean, and your, your, yeah, and so then, and uh, the defining point for me there was, we got on the elevator together and, you know, we didn't speak to each other, you know, and then I realized, is that something that you said? And that's what, well, you know what? Why would I want to get bad about her talking to, not talking to me? I don't want to talk to her anyway. Mm-hmm. We ain't got nothing in common. Mm-hmm. She's, uh, she, uh, she's too, she's too much for me. I mean, not too much for me, but she's, she, uh, she's, she has, uh, it's very obvious. Right, right. Certain pos- type of personality that I don't really be around. So I was like, so quit tripping, Tim. You know what I'm saying? Stop personalizing everything. And so that's one of the things that that I'm that you know they taught me a long time ago in, in, in therapy that I'm learning again is right. that I shouldn't personalize everything because people you know people's stuff is not my stuff. You know what I'm saying? And you can't control how other people treat you, but you can control, you can control how you treat other people. Right. And so I don't know why I was getting mad at her, at her not speaking because I wasn't speaking to her. So yeah, that makes perfect sense. And and so one of the things that, you know, I, I teach people and I do myself is we have to get out of this habit of just thinking that we have emotions for no reason. Right. Every emotion that you feel, whether it's anger, happiness, disgust, embarrassment, like it's coming from somewhere. And I've told them before, like, I don't like when people say, oh, I'm just feeling some type of way or, you know, I'm in my feelings. Because you're not identifying how you actually feel. And if you can identify the emotion, the emotion will let you know what happened, right? Mm-hmm. Because when I feel embarrassed, something totally different has to happen between embarrassed and anger, right? But so many people will go to that anger and say, well, I'm mad about what just happened. Yeah. But if you get to embarrassment, embarrassment will say, dang, like when she said that or when she did that, it made me feel small. It made me feel this way, right? And you have to get in the habit of just questioning yourself. Like when I have a strong emotional reaction to anybody, I don't take it with to them first, I first ask myself, okay, first of all, why why are you so upset? Am I tripping? Yeah. Right. What did they say? Because I don't believe that people that people um, make you mad. I believe we make a decision to be mad, and you and sometimes our decisions are very valid. You know what I'm saying? But no one is in control of my emotions. So if I say I'm mad at you, I have to take it up with Brittany and say, okay, well, what are you mad about? Because that person doesn't control your emotions. They're not. They're, they don't. They don't matter that much to you (laughs) to be able to control your emotions so what happened in a lot of things you know like i said today at work you know i was angry but it was angry because my ego was involved yeah and so when i can identify okay Brittany, you ego tripping you tripping right right? 
now I can depersonalize it because now it's not about this person. This person is just being them no matter if I'm in the room or not. But now I can see why I'm so angry and upset. It ain't got nothing to do with that person. They're going to yeah. be who they are. But if you just got over your ego, yeah, then we can right. find a solution. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So you have to start questioning yourself about everything that you feel. Yeah. I, um, one of the things that, that, that being in therapy has also helped me is that, you know, is to 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 look at when I'm looking at when I'm caught up in a situation and I'm and with that where I have intense feelings, I have to look at the facts. And I have to look at the facts and I have to look at perception because a lot a lot of times we get angry about stuff, it's because we're perceiving something that's not really there. That's that good DBT for you. Mm, that's so, angry. Yes. Uh, perception. Yeah. Hey, I'm learning something. <laughs> what Shout the hell does DBT stand for? That's that good DBT. Uh, dialectical behavior therapy. Dialectic dialectical. Uh, what? Dialectical. Dialectical behavioral therapy. Shout out to my therapist, Margo. Shout out, Mark. What's up, Margo? You like Margo? Yeah, that's my that's my therapist. <laughs> Margo's my girl. She, Di- di- diabolical behavior. No, I'm not diabolical. <laughs> dialectical behavioral therapy. Yeah. It teaches di- you how to manage your emotions. Oh, yeah. shit. Mm-hmm. I need to find no Margo. Mm-hmm. Oh, shit, Margo. Shout- hey, check it out, man. Come and check your ass out, Margo. <laughs> oh, but with my, with your diabolical ass. But yeah, but I, uh, um, I, you know, so. You know, I have I have this saying that I always that this, this this saying keeps me calm and keeps me from breaking people's jaws. Um, and <laughs> okay, <laughs> Jesus Christ. And the saying is, if I show you how to piss me off, that's my fault. Um, my my emotions are my emotions, and if I expose my hand, then that's my fault. It, it's your job, the enemy, to to test me and to try to figure me out, press buttons and whatnot. So if I, so if I expose my hand, that that's my fault. So I have to learn how to keep my hand down and not expose what pisses me off. So, which in return may piss them off. You know what I'm saying? Cause you have the person out that is actually trying you like y'all had an ego contest and Mm -hmm. they may was trying to intentionally push buttons. But the fact that you realize, okay, I, I see what you're trying to do. Let me, let me check myself and fall back. You know, right. that you will get more frustration out of that person then than you actually right. being frustrated. Right. And, and for me, and that that's where it goes back to knowing knowing who you are. Because like I said, when I rebuild myself, you know, from ground up, I was very protective over what I just built. Mm-hmm. Because it's not until you completely lose yourself that and you find yourself again that you're like, you know what, ain't nobody I ain't going back. <laughs> I'm not going back to that place. Yeah, so you become back. very protective over yeah. your heart, over your mind. And I'm somebody who, you know, this is how I became so intentional. Like I stopped doing things just because I felt like doing it. Because I learned, you know, your emotions are deceiving. Yeah. You know, so I had to stay committed to the vision that I have for my life. And so when I built myself back up, I was like, okay. I am, I'm, a, I'm cool with being somebody who loves hard. Like, knowing that that's who I am, I'm cool with being that person. It's just now I know how to protect it. Shouts out to the right? people that love hard, There's nothing wrong with shit. that. I love know? hard, too. Fuck this Me new too, age man. shit. Me too, Fuck this new age shit. Me Look, too. woman, I got this fucking uh, baby Earl. I'm going to massage your motherfucking ass, and we going to uh, enjoy ourselves. That, 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 I'm not. <laughs> Look. I'm not. <laughs> See what I'm talking about? He just went left with it. That, okay. I love hard. But, you can, but I can be that person, right, and... I, because I protected, I don't allow people to take me to places I don't want to be. Mm-hmm. Right? I, I went through the whole phase where I was, you know, I was the stereotypical angry black woman. Like, yeah. you know, it was That's bad. It, it was bad. It was it was bad. 
But when I came out of that... Can I cut you off one second before you get sure. started? What is the stereotypical angry black woman? Um, It's the women who are upset. And they don't really even identify it as being upset because a lot of times people perceive us as being angry when really we're, we are wounded. Um, or we Emotional. have... Yeah. Tainted, tarnished. It's how we've learned bitter. how to protect ourselves. I don't say tarnished. 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 It's, ha- it's how a, a lot harsh. of women have learned how to protect themselves, right? Yeah, because yeah. if you think about it, because I don't know who said this quote, but they were saying that, you know, the black woman is the most unprotected woman in all Shit. of America. And when I, when I made Speak to the King and Him, one of the things that I was teaching the my first group who went through the program is that I was raised by, I call them Amazons, right? So strong black women to the T, to the fullest. Mm. And so they always taught me how, you know, you take care of you, make sure you don't never need no man. Yeah. Why? Because the men that were in my life as a child, you know, they were nothing to be, to to, to rely on. So I was like, okay, definitely not going to do that. Mm. So I learned how not to need anybody, always take care of yourself, right? And so from them, I learned that in order to be successful and as a woman by yourself, you got to be hard. Yeah. So now I'm just as hard as the dudes, right? Yeah. Um, and so it was how I, I was taught how to protect me and how to make sure that I stayed, you know, on top. Because if you were soft, then they're gonna walk they're over gonna you. They're gonna walk over you, right? Same so, as a man, right? And and for a lot of women, like we we were taught the same way guys are taught. Okay, well if they hurt you, hurt them back. Yeah, <laughs> you got to come harder. You got to do something. So a lot of people, and this isn't just women, but a lot of people have the mentality of, okay, well let me hurt them before they hurt me. Yeah, or so let me they, get out before they before I get out. Right. So they yeah. walk around with their guards up. So there's a lot of women who are disappointed. There's a lot of women who are angry. There's a lot of women who are hurt. And the only outlet that they have for that is anger because if they show it in any other emotion, she's oh, soft. she's just soft or she's emotional or she's crazy or she's this or she's that. There's so many labels for when we are emotional, right? And so for me, my anger came from the fact that I was just upset with life. I was like, you know what? This, this is stupid. Fuck all y'all. I'm out. Everybody. I was like, you know what? (laughs) If I got to live this life, I'm going to live it. I want to live it, you know? And so my anger came from a place of hurt, you know? And to, to the point to where I was never the one who, who would seek out to hurt people. Mm -hmm. But if you ever hurt me, (laughs) you was going to regret it. You going to go back to the old Brittany? That was the goal. No, no, no. But back then, my goal, my thing was, if you hurt me, I'm going to hurt you, right? Yeah. But now I'm in a place to where, first of all, I've learned how to protect myself without walls. You mm. can, I teach people, you can protect your heart without putting up a wall. Now, there you go. I, um, in, my, in, my, in my last book, Being a Wrong Man for the Right Reasons, I did a chapter. I said there's two types of women. One that builds a wall and one that builds a dynasty. And the one that builds a wall, she's been hurt plenty of times. She's a beautiful person, but she doesn't know how to move on without showing her hurt. So she kind of puts that wall to protect her feelings. The woman that's building a dynasty, she's probably been through the same struggle, but she's she's learned how to, like you just said, set limits in so many words. And just, I know I know how to love and still not make you suffer for my past, you know? How how does and I still feel like that has a lot to do with you being your worst enemy because like we discussed, a lot of that stuff you're saying in your head. I don't know if you were here or not, but when you start hearing that negative stuff, it's like okay, that's that negative. That's not that's not Clarence. That's not Brittany. That's that negative part that actually is trying to take me out of right. me being in a positive place. Mm-hmm. You know how how do you 
get to that point? Because I know you say you went through a lot for you to get to that point. But as far as for the woman that is going, or the man that is in that place right now, what can you tell them to help them to stay the course? One of the things that I practice faithfully, when, when you talk about going from the place where, you know, you are your worst enemy, then you have to become your best friend. Mm -hmm. So that means that the same way I have expectations of other people in order to be in my life, I have expectations of Brittany. Yeah. Right. So there's certain things that I allow myself to do and I do not do. Right. So if I know that my goal is to be, you know, even kill for most days, down to earth, not uptight, you know, just chill, happy and a joyful place, then that means that I have to put limits on how I just move in life, period. Mm -hmm. One of the, the things that I teach women is that men too, but it might speak to the, speak to the king and him. I'm teaching women that you ha I practice what's called the 75, 25 rule. Uh -oh. Oh yes. My yes. 75, 25. Ah, I will Harvey. give. I didn't get <laughs> that from go. Steve Harvey. He started these numbers and I just feel like. I didn't get that. That is about not to go Steve to Harvey. Steve Harvey-ish stuff. This is not Steve Harvey. What but you this got? is, I teach people that, and I've learned this being a giver, right? And, mm -hmm. and as a therapist, so many people pull at you every day, especially as women. You know, we are trying to be mama. We got to be friends. We got to be aunties. We got, we got, we're caretakers and, and we're, we have this natural ability to nurture and we want to nurture yeah. it's in our heart to do it right and so we find ourselves giving and giving and giving and giving and oh you need something else i'm gonna give that too yeah so we get in the habit of constantly giving to the point to where we hit e and i teach them when you hit e you are not your best self because mm -hmm. when you're running on e it's the same lane like my car my car hits e where's it going you're going nowhere over, yeah. it ain't going nowhere but we're agitated, we're frustrated, then we are emotional, yeah. right? We are standoffish and we push people away when we're on E. So I can't justify giving you everything I got and then treat you like crap when I'm on E. So in order to protect our relationship, I have to take care of myself. And so I keep 25%. I'm going to give you 75, but that 25 goes to me because it's my responsibility to replenish myself. Everything that I'm giving out, I got to give something back to me. One of the mistakes people make in relationships is they think that their partner is going to give them mm. that replenishment. They think that their partner is going to make them feel good and make them happy, which your partner will make you happy and make you feel fulfilled, but it is never their job. So don't rely on it. But you can't rely appreciate on it. it if it does come about. Oh, I forgot how I said it the other day. But you have your partner, the love and, and, and the happiness that your partner gives you is the icing on the cake. But they are not the cake, <laughs> yeah. right? So you have to learn how to be there for yourself because then when he comes in, he add, that's what I said, he will add value, but he should not be the value, Yeah. right? So you can add value into my life all day and I appreciate it. I love you for that value, but I will never make the mistake of thinking that you are the end all be all. Shit, that's real. Men need to take that too, goddamn. I need to take that. I'm, I'm the cake, you the icing. What? <laughs> goddamn it. Okay. I'm the cake. You the cake, they the icing. Yeah, I mean, however you want to say it, you know, but at the end of the day, if you want to, if you want to get to a place to where you can be, you can just sustain yourself because anytime you're trying to build something great, it takes a lot out of you. Yeah. It takes a lot out of you. And it should, correct? It should take a lot out of you. you're trying to build something great. Mm -hmm. Right. If it's mediocre, it shouldn't, you wouldn't get right. anything out of it. Okay. And you will burn out quickly if you don't know how to be there for yourself. Yeah. That's, I've seen that too. I've witnessed that. That is it. Tim, yes. you got? <clears throat> you know, um, from the moment I was 
able to get into relationships, they were always kind of dysfunctional. But that was because I didn't, you know, when I was younger, it was all about me. You know what I'm saying? You know, when you're young and beautiful and and sexy, you know. Who, who, who the fuck are you talking about right now? <laughs> who? He was young, beautiful, and sexy. You? I still am, but. You? <laughs> yes, yes, I had to yeah, go on. Give a shout out to Brenda. Okay. Shout out so, to Brenda, man. Hey, Brenda. So, you know, you know, you think. I appreciate that because he's talking about being young, beautiful, and sexy. What, what, I don't the, what know. did Brenda say? Because she better have said nothing out of line. She probably said this motherfucker oh, okay, tripping. <laughs> Put him on camera, girl. Let me see what it is. Okay, so, no, so, you know, so it was all about me and it was, it was pretty much all about what I wanted. It's, it's, it was. Even now, a lot of times it's all about what I wanted, yeah. you know, and so, and, and I didn't care about the next person, but as I got older, sometimes, I, that's why a lot of times I, tell, I say that when guys, when I have issues with guys, I always say it's karma, mm-hmm. because of how I was when I was younger. I was so reckless and You know, you know, I, I battle with that. Well, I used to battle with that huh. for a long time. I had, I had to break myself out of it, because I felt like I did so much in my past, whatever came from me, okay, I accepted that. I yeah. accept that. It's yeah. cool. I knew it was coming. Yeah. Didn't know it was through your head, but it's okay. I'm glad I got it out the way. Exactly. You know, and then you get to something else. You're like, wait, wait, this bitch back, call me back again. It's like <laughs> Well, that's how yeah, I thought but, then, but as I as I'm as I move through life now and I'm a lot older now, you know, I, I know that I that 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 I am more deserving. But I'm I'm not that person I was when I was young. I'm a different type of I'm a different person now. And I deserve and I deserve what? Go ahead. Keep finish, finish your sentence. I deserve, you know, uh, I deserve what I want and okay. what I'm looking for. And that's what I thought you was about to say. Mm-hmm. So, Brittany, um, what is the difference, and Tim, I'm sorry, between knowing your worth and you reaching? You know what I mean? Like, okay, I know my worth, or you just mm. being extra on this knowing your worth thing. Because I hear this a lot. I they know say, my worth. What I is the my... difference between knowing your worth and knowing when you are reaching, yeah. I'm repeating it in case they can't hear you. Yeah. Because I'm going to go in. Yeah. Um, the easy answer to that is that every single last person, every single last one of us, no matter who you are, where you are, who raised you, what your background look like, we are worth our weight in gold. All of us. Now, <laughs> with that being said, you can be worth something, um, you could have the potential to be worth something and never reach that potential. Mm-hmm. So when it comes to, cause a lot of, especially when it comes to relationships, a lot of people say, you know, I know my worth and you know, he's not meeting, meeting that mark. You mm-hmm. have to look at the fact, anytime I say I know my worth and I'm walking away from something that I'm saying is below my worth, I do a self check. Yeah. Brittany, have you achieved that same level of success or that same level of whatever it is that you're dealing with to say that I'm better than that? Right. Because I can't say, okay, I'm better than you. I'm better than this. I'm better than you because you don't treat me right. But I also have a bad relationship with myself. Yeah. I can't say, you know, I'm better than you because, you know, you can't get your finances in order. But my credit score looks real bad right about now. So when we say that we know our worth, my question is, do you? Because if you did, you would treat yourself better. You would invest in yourself better. You would love yourself better because a lot of people are, are in relationships saying, you know, I know my worth, but. There's no boundaries in that relationship. Where's your worth? 
Yeah. Right. Where is your worth? If, if anything, when people say, I, I know my worth, your worth should be demonstrated to me on a daily basis. I shouldn't have to ask you about it. I shouldn't have to get to know you. I should look at the way that you live your life. Shouldn't have to say it. And know that you are a woman of worth. You are a man of worth. That you are somebody who was worth me spending my time with. Yeah. You know, so the ease, like I said, the easy answer said, we're all worth it. But will we achieve it is the question. <laughs> okay. You know, I'll give you a good example. Who the hell was that? That was you, Brenda? You, you know that? who that was. <laughs> that was me. <laughs> no, like, no, that, was- <laughs> that was me. Okay. Who the fuck was that? So, okay, so I was in a relationship with this guy for uh, a very long time, okay? And when he first, when we first got together, he straight up told me, okay, look, we can we can kick it or whatever like that, but you know, I, I got a gal and I can't spend, I'm not going to be able to spend a lot of time with you. And so I said, Okay, I, I can roll with that. You know what I'm saying? Right. You know, because one, mm-hmm. I really want to be with him. Right. And two, because I really felt like I could do that. Mm-hmm. All right. And then the more I got to be with him the, and spend time with him, the, the, more I, the more time I wanted to spend with him. And the more I got to the point where I was, I was saying to myself, why are you with her? I can give you only I can't give you that she can give you as a baby and some cooch. Mm-hmm. Okay? Other than that, I can give you the same thing she can give you. And I love you more than she does. Babies and cooches aren't minor things. And see, that's, that's not what I'm talking about. Major, like. That's not what I'm talking about. He don't he, he don't need that. He got three okay. kids. He got three kids already. And you know cooch is a major. That's major. <laughs> Okay, so stop, stop it. You know what? He just makes me sick. I can't stand him sometimes. You're not gonna minimize cooch like that. Okay, please don't. That's not what I'm talking about, though. That's not that's not the deal. That's not what I'm talking about. Because see, one time I told him, "Well, look, why don't we be? Why don't we just be in an open Mm -hmm. relationship and you do you and I do me?" And he told me, "Nah, I'd rather not. I mean, we either gonna be together or we're not. Because see, you can't give me what I'm looking for uh, when it comes to woman, but I can give you everything you want." Wow. You know what I'm saying? And I foolishly said, okay, because I really wanted to be with him and stuff mm. like that. I was my own worst enemy. I knew he wasn't bringing anything to the table to, to satisfy me yeah. and to help and, 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 and to add to mm-hmm. add value to me. And I still wanted to be with him anyway. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. So uh, so finally, I had to find one after like uh, maybe seven years, seven or eight years, I finally said, Ooh. that's a long time, man. That's, Ooh, that's 10 wasted. years. That's, that's a long, time. That's a long time. So when uh-huh. you know your worth, and, and, and this is what I know, is people who truly know their worth, you're willing to make the tough decisions that stop you from being happy from immediate gratification because immediate gratification is I'm going to be with you because you make me feel good right now. Instead of saying, you know what? I'm not going to be with you because you are not what I want for myself. Yes. And I love myself too much to go there with you. I love myself too much to let you disrespect me. I love myself too much to X, Y, Z, fill in the blank. So when people truly know their worth, they're willing to say, you know what? This is going to hurt walking away from you. And I really don't want to, but I'm going to do it anyway. Yeah. Because I know who I am. Right. So if you're not making those tough decisions and you're not sacrificing that immediate need to get what that long-term vision is, then my question is, do you really do know, you know your worth? You're right. Isn't it? So it takes it takes getting getting to it takes really getting to like yourself because despite the fact that I'm as old as I am, I'm just now really learning who I am. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And and so I and, and there's a lot of pain there and, and but but there's also a lot of depth. And I ha- and I'm and 
you know, and, and I've realized I really am a good person and I'm deserving of more because I can, because I give people, I give people 75%. Sometimes I give them 80. Yeah, that's you know what I'm saying? Wild. You know, uh, and, and, and I'm not talking about, I'm not talking about just lovers. I'm talking about friends Everybody. and family, you know, and then I had to start thinking if I could, if I could, if I could act a certain way towards my family when, when I feel like they're going to try to cause me pain and, 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 and anger and hurt and any other kind of negative emotion then I could do with these guys over here. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I had to just go ahead and put that to the side and start really working, working on me right. so that I can become the, become the, the, uh, the best me that I can be as right. Oprah says. I love so- Oprah. So when you know, excuse me for a minute. Shout out to Oprah. Oprah. Shout out to Oprah. <laughs> Shout out to the Winfrey man. So 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 when do you know it's okay? You, you you're working on yourself. You you you're figuring things out about yourself. When do you know it's okay to get off the bench and actually test it in the world? I don't think that that you just make a conscious decision to get off the bench and test it. You I just, think you are put in situations where you have no other choice. Yeah. Right there there are times when especially like. When I was coming out of, um, you know, that that phase where I was angry, I was depressed, or I was sad, like there would be times where I had to choose between old Britney and new Britney, mm-hmm. right? Because these decisions come up every day. Like you make a decision every day of who you're going to be, and so it's never a choice of saying I'm going to get out there. It's okay. Are you going to do it today? Yeah. Because you can make that decision at any given day. Who who am I going to be? Am I going to be the ref- the picture of who I've been this entire time? Or am I saying that I'm going to finally become the person that I know I can be? So one of the things you have to do is look for the opportunity. Mm. I started when I was um, coming out of that angry phase. Like I was like, literally it was to the point where I was praying every day. I was like, God, I don't want to be bitter. Whatever happens, like just, just cleanse my heart. Like I, I, because I know what bitter women look like. Right. So I'm constantly praying, God, don't let me be bitter. And so the way that you don't become bitter is, Every person I saw, I was just loving on them. Hey, how you doing? You look pretty today. Can I buy you a coffee? Whatever I can do to be happy and to be nice and to be joyful. Even though I didn't feel it in that moment, I was making a decision to say, this is who I am now. Yeah. I'm not that person anymore. I'm not angry. I'm not mad. I'm not going to talk. Even when they talk to me crazy, I'm like, no. Reprogram. That's not who I am Shaking anymore. Shaking and shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to do that, right? <laughs> and once you make that decision enough times, it now becomes your new normal. Mm. Right. So it's not like I had to, you know, just woke up one day and it just happened. But I had to make it. It was a fight. A lot of times it's a fight to say that's not who I'm going to be. And you have to stay committed and stay faithful. And and the people who master this do well in relationships because I can stay faithful to you because I've been faithful to me. I can keep my word with you because I I keep my word with me. You know, so this is how when you work on yourself, you show up better for everybody in your life. Because mm. you've done it for you. Damn. Shit. I don't even know what to say behind that. Um, but show up. <laughs> show up. I'm gonna show up, she said. I gotta show up. So you gotta let us know again, B. Mm-hmm. What you got lined up? Uh, my next uh venture is I'm creating an online product. Um, it's an online coaching series called Speak to the King and Him. Speak to the King and Him. Speak to the King and Him, where I will be teaching women how to um, speak to the kings in their lives. So in doing you know, therapy for men for the last three and a half years, I've learned that there's just certain things that they respond to that are not just common sense. And a lot of people have a lot of misconceptions and myths about how men operate. You know, oh, they don't have emotions and they don't do this. 
I'm like, men have a lot of emotions. Like, they have just as many emotions as we have. It's just that we communicate. Ain't nobody gonna admit to that shit. Do they, Clarence? Ain't nobody. Do men have more emotions? Do men have a lot of emotions? We got two emotions. You were crying today. Happy and sad. They have a wide range of emotions. And and a lot of times, you know, I'm I'm teaching them that, you know, the, the challenge is that while we may be more emotionally in tune, and we may have a larger vocabulary for our emotions. We're in relationship with men who do not. Yeah. So even though he may feel something, he just gonna sit there and stare at you. He don't know how to explain it because he don't know what to say. <laughs> he don't know how to get it out. And so for us, we get frustrated because we're you know let's do it, let's do it, let's do it. And so we're trying to rush him to get to that point to where he can communicate. And we're just just say it. There's a damn barrier right there. Exactly. Because if we say too much, a lot of people look at us as being soft. So it's hard for us to actually express exactly. ourselves. Exactly. So I'm teaching them how to. First of all, I don't have the problem. Me, I ain't no motherfucking punk. God damn it. Look. Wait a minute. Hold up. Hold up. Hold up. Hold up. Not that kind I'm of I'm sorry, Brittany. Hold on. Not that kind of punk. Oh, okay. All right. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I totally missed it. I was like, hold on. Wait, what? <laughs> what just happened? My bad. I ain't not that punk. 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 I didn't okay. miss it. <laughs> okay. But yeah, but I'm up. teaching them how to give guys that space to be vulnerable because I even I've had to do it as a therapist. I had to do it with my family. I've had to do it with my, you know, significant others is that if you give them space to just sit in their emotions and don't rush them to it. And we actually let them know that whatever you have to put on the table, I accept it. Mm-hmm. Right. I'm not going to judge you for it. I'm not going to call you this for it. I'm not going to, I'm not going to use it against you. You know, when we give them that space that that wall does come down. Yeah, and I, I've, I've given you know women the warning that when it comes down, you better be ready. Yeah, yeah, because it's like a floodgate. A lot of alcohol. You know, you know. <laughs> I guess of- you know, Br- Brittany. Um, mm-hmm. I think that's one of the things I love about being a gay man. Yes. Shout out to the gay men. Shout out to gay men. <laughs> Tim, not me. No, 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 no. It's, it, no, okay. I don't know about other gay men, but I know me as a gay man. Mm-hmm. You know, um, and. You know, despite you know, okay, so you know, in my journey through life, I've had I've had to open up myself to different kinds of, to different things that I thought could could be beneficial to me mm-hmm. and maybe to other people, and so and that was and, and as a result of that, there has been a lot of growth. Right. And so, what I really love about that, and I, I'm going to say this as a gay man because I don't see a lot of I don't I, 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 some men might not some, some men might say that's not men. That's not how that's not those are male feelings, but I have been I. Over the last few, uh, over the last maybe ten, since since I entered my, I think right before I got to my like my mid thirties, mm-hmm. on up, I I, I became his, very much in tune with my feelings. His gaydom. <sighs> gay so and, and this is what I'll say is because there's not a such thing as men feelings any in women feelings. There are feelings, right? Right. Every human being has the same feelings. feelings. Exactly. <laughs> yep. But we've been told how to deal with them differently yes and i've been and because see i had a daddy who i you know i mean he could show anger and he could show love but you know i was always confused i mean and it wasn't abusive i think but it was kind of hard to kind of get the same way get a grip yeah get a hold of what he was thinking and so but you know but i grew up a lot of i I grew up around a lot of women because my mother on my mother's side of the family there were a lot of women right and so them along with being like being growing yeah there's no such thing as feel male or female feelings but i have been i've 
this, I've become more in tune with my feelings and how to express them. Right. And and I try to when I'm with people, especially either a significant other or 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 a, a homeboy who is really struggling with something, I always try to get them to 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 explain how they're feeling. You know, and you know, being a therapist kind of helped me like a long time ago there because they used to give us a, a feeling sheet. Yes. And so you, that's why sometimes people tell me when I say how you what's going on, how you doing, and they say I'm doing good. I'd be like, that's not a feeling, you know. So you know, I be I be I be one you express what, how you're feeling right. because when you express how you're feeling, you you you, mm-hmm. you pretty much uh, express what what frame of mind you're in. Exactly. You you're, know, you're actually communicating. Yes. Right. Yes. So. Work this damn feeling sheet. It's a sheet. You need a feeling sheet. It's called a feelings wheel, so you can point at which feeling you're having, you know, and they kind of group them. Like and, a pain chart. Yeah. Okay. Very much like a pain chart. Oh. Mm-hmm. Didn't know they had that yeah, for communicate. Yeah. Okay. Check that out. Yeah, man. They, it, it, Y'all it, it, on some shit right now. It, 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 Come here, girl. Point out how you feel. <laughs> yeah, especially because I was in I was in a place where there was a lot of men mm-hmm. and they didn't know how to express themselves. So that was a way for us. That was a way for us for, mm-hmm. for us to learn how to express ourselves mm-hmm. appropriately. Right. You know, so that we you know we come because if you can if you can if you can get a gauge on how you're feeling and what you're thinking, then you can start getting a gauge on how you right. are how you how, how you are and how you can and how you can better manage and deal with yourself. Right. And and what I've seen in in relationships, like one of the worst things people do is. And women, we do this because we want to resolve stuff right here, right now, for mm-hmm. the most part, right? But I'm teaching them that men process their emotions internally. So when a man is feeling a whole bunch of emotions and he's not in a good headspace, he wants to isolate, retreat, and figure it out, right? Yeah. Where we we process emotions externally. So when we're feeling a lot, we're going to talk it, right? We want to call somebody, want to get on the phone, and we're going to seriously, you know, we're going to talk about this all night. Well, now there's a conflict between the two people and how they're how they're processing their emotions. You have one who wants to withdraw and one who wants to provoke. So that now we got a whole another conflict. Exactly. You don't talk and you don't. Exactly. I'm trying to be there for right. you. Right. And, and the women, we internalize that. Okay. Well, you don't want to talk to me, then you must not care about this relationship. Yeah. You must not care about how this affected me. And so we create in our minds, okay. Well, he's not here. He's not engaged. He doesn't love me. X, Y, and Z, and we just go downhill from there, right? When really he's retreating because he's like. I'm feeling a whole bunch of stuff that I don't even know how to communicate to her. And she's not even giving me enough space to communicate it. So let me go and sit under a rock somewhere. Yeah. Until I get it all together. So, right. So yeah. what do you think? What is it? What do you suggest to people doing that instance? Oh yeah. You got to slow it down. Right. And so one of the things that I'm teaching women is first of all, vocabulary, right? I'm one who I had to learn in order to control, you know, that other Brittany. <laughs> we had to take timeouts, and and For I some I reason be, I want to meet that other Brittany. You don't want to meet that Brittany. I'm, I'm so ashamed of that Brittany. That's, yeah. But you have to be able to say, you know, like when I'm getting, like first of all, you have to be so in touch with your emotions. Like I can tell when I'm rising. Like when people say I go from zero to a hundred, that's incorrect. You do not go. Nobody emotionally can go from zero to a hundred. That's schizophrenic. That is not schizophrenic. <laughs> <laughs> No. Bipolar? bipolar? That is not bipolar. No. Mood disorder. That is not a mood. <laughs> no. The people, the people who say they're going from zero to 100 are people who never started at zero from the get-go. Yeah, it was already up there. You already started at 80. When people wake up in the morning, they're like, man, I wish somebody would today. Wish, yeah. You're not at zero, you're sir. Already. <laughs> like you're already up there, right? Dropped your pen. What the fuck you mean? I dropped my pen. Like, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And a lot of people, but it's crazy because a lot of people who don't have good coping skills and they live day to day just in that heightened sense of emotional um, instability, they 
see that instability as their new normal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm agitated and frustrated. That's normal. That's not normal. Angry like, black man. Exactly. Yeah. So for me, first of all, I can tell when I'm rising. So if I'm rising and I'm coming to a point to where I can no longer communicate with you effectively, I'm going to say before, because in a relationship, you don't damage the relationship by acting out. You damage the relationship with your mouth before you act it out. So when I get to that point to where I can no longer control my tongue, I will say something along the lines of, you know what? I'm in a place right now where I feel like I could hurt you. That's scary. And I love you too much to do that. So I'm going to need some time to process this. And then maybe we can talk about it tomorrow. They ain't going to sleep on your ass. Now, your all. job is to let me process. Yeah. If I tell you that, if I tell you I'm not in a good space right now, and and, and one of the things that I'm teaching them is that the, the way that, because people say, that's so hard. I can't do that. I'm mad. I'm angry. The only way that you can, that you would not be able to control yourself is if you lose sight of the relationship. Mm-hmm. Because if you love yourself enough to where you just feel like you just need to say everything you need to say, then that means that you care about yourself more than you care about him or mm-hmm. you care about the relationship. So if you say that you truly value the relationship, then you will hold your tongue. And you got to stick to it because you got those other people that mm-hmm. try to pull, pull it out of you. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and so that's why, you know, both parties have to be educated because, you know, and I teach them how to set ground rules in a relationship because everybody communicates differently. There's some people who are cool with like yelling you know, in a relationship, I don't advocate for it, but there's some people who can't handle it. Me, don't, don't yell at me. I don't, don't, like that shit. don't do it. Yeah. Don't, <laughs> right? Don't raise your voice you know, at don't me. raise your voice at me. Don't curse at me because I'm not going to do those things to you, right? So if you know that there are certain things that trigger you, then those conversations need to happen before y'all get mad. Like yeah. people wait until after the blow up, and then they got to apologize for all this stuff, and you've already created damage now. Hmm. Now I don't know if I can trust you because you just gave me an emotional scar. Right. So it's it's a lot that we're covering in the program. I had to learn I had to learn the hard way, mm-hmm. you know, because I, I I was good at yelling and cursing. Mm-hmm. I mean, chasing folks down the street, up yeah. the railroad track, and okay. all. So railroad tracks, railroad tracks, to jump, I chased them down a railroad track. That's once. a felony. <laughs> I didn't give a damn. <laughs> okay, uh, but I had to learn. That okay, so a lot of times because when I'm so angry at somebody, I just, you know, it's you know, it's like you tell people, it's like it's like how people, it's like how people who have mental health issues, you know, they act out so much until it becomes just normal because you know they they and, and it's you know they like they're used to getting what they want by mm-hmm. acting a certain way and it becomes mm-hmm. you know stuck behavior and so. I had to learn how to stop yelling at people mm-hmm. because I was like, you know, I have to stop yelling because when I'm yelling, they're not listening. No, they're not listening. They're not listening. So I had to like, okay, I I, I think, you know, like mm-hmm. when I feel it coming, I, was, I had to stop. Just mm-hmm. like, okay, look. That stop skill. I'm going to yeah. kill you. Yeah, stop, stop. Yeah, no. Get away from the railroad <laughs> I mean, and then you have to also, you know, and, and that goes, everything goes back to relationship with self because there are people who have never really defined what's unacceptable in their lives. Mm. Like, what are your boundaries? How far are you willing to go? Like, like what is the line in which we say that you will not cross? Yeah. Yes. You know, yes. and so they show up to work and I'm, they show up to work like this. Now that I'm supervising, yeah. I'm like, really? Yeah. They show up to work like this. They show up in their relationships like this. They at Walmart, they at church, they're, they're everywhere where people have never really said that's unacceptable behavior. Like, yes. there are certain things about me that I'm like, that's not what you do. I don't care how you feel. That is not what you do. And then you become yes. the enemy because you're not yes. enabling that person. Yes. Exactly. Yes. Yes. Right. Yes. Wow. So, 
speaking to the king. Mm-hmm. When are you? Because it's going on. If I'm not mistaken, you already. We are in, uh, well, we did our first group. Yeah. And so now we're getting ready to launch the full product. So the full product is going to be, well, it's halfway finished developing. Yeah. Um, and it will be available December 14th. December so 14th. right now um, I am doing a webinar on the 2nd, December 2nd, to give everybody like a sneak peek on what to expect in the program. How could they follow that? Go to BrittanyNoel.com. B-R-I. Go ahead and spell <laughs> it out. You have to spell it. I'm about to say, go ahead and spell it out. I'm about to say something okay. else. <laughs> okay. Brittany is spelled uniquely. It's B-R-I-T-T-A-I-N-Y-N-O-E-L. One more time. B-R-I-T-T-A-I-N-Y-N-O-E-L. Dot com. Dot com. And it'll be under the product section. See, she had to spell it out because I would have I would have said I would have said N-O-E-L-L-E. Yeah, I don't know why Same. people do that. They spell it with a K said, too. I thought Christmas. N O E L. Yeah, right yeah. next Christmas. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But the Britney part, I kind of had to hear twice. That's why I asked for it twice. I guess I was being selfish. But yeah, that sounds about right. People misspell it. Yeah, man. So. so, um, ladies and gentlemen, I'm trying to get her to get this on right on paper as well. Like this woman has awesome ideas. She has awesome advice. Um, she does not um just go towards she she does not only focus on the female um species <laughs> she does not only focus on female motivation species she doesn't only focus on the females to motivate and empower them she also um works on the men as well um she's very wonderful man it's, it's good shit I, I i co-sign it um i try I, I listen i don't chime in i just be like what they call it? Um, stalking. Stalking. I ain't allowed. I be stalking the shit. Out okay, of stop, stop, stop. I'm gonna say it. No, no, no. Stalking. I'm. I'm gonna agree with her. That probably was a, a, a slug, and I, I caught with my teeth. Bruce Leroy caught that motherfucker. I got it. But I be on it, and I and I be listening and paying attention. But it's some, it's some good stuff, and I'm really wanting to put it on paper, at least an audio version, audio book version, or on paperback, a ebook, whatever, whatever. Because it's some, it's some good valuable information. I really feel like it's beneficial to to us, to our, to to our people, shit, to the black community. Because we're, we're so misunderstood. Because we we, and we talked about this earlier. We really don't have role models to show us certain things after a certain age range. So every, everything we're doing is trial and error. So if you don't have the the the, the skeleton to, to to build off of, then chances are you you probably lost and you learned on trial and error, just like we all did as well. So it's it's check it out. It's real spit. Um, and we're going to pressure her on this. We're going to make sure we do it. So log into her Instagram account as well. Uh, do you yeah. deal with that? Yes. My Instagram and my Facebook. Those only two. It's all the same. All the same name. All the same name. Stalk on it. Ask her questions. Flood her timeline. Flood her inbox. Yes. And her if DM. you have relationship questions, definitely come to the webinar because we're going to do a live Q&A session. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. God, I'm going to be on that thing stalking. I'm going to speak this time. I don't know. Say something, something. So at we're at the end of our show. Tim, you have something you want to say? About what? Just in general before we start our rants? Oh, no. I'm. You know, I was late to the party, but I'm really glad I came. Um... You know, because you know, this is it's important for us to understand. Uh, you know, 
when things don't go our way sometimes, that sometimes it's not always someone else's fault. A lot of times it's our fault or it's it's our doing. I learned a long time ago that I've never been a victim. Everything that I've, everything that's ever gone. Say that again. I've never been a victim. You learned a long time ago that you've never been a victim. Yes. Everything that has ever gone wrong in my life, I played a major part in it. Straight up. Straight up. Seriously. You got to take ownership on it. I had to take ownership of that in order for, in order for me to, to learn to start healing and being able to deal with who I am as a person, as a man, as a black person, as a gay person. I had a lot of, I had to work on a lot of things and I'm still working. I'm still evolving today. So, and I, and, and, and on the way here, when I first heard the, what was, what the top topic was and on the way here, I kept, I, you know what I kept saying to myself? I can't stand my own damn way. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, and, you know, like I said, I'm big on affirmations. And one of mine is, Brittany, get out your way. Like, yes. and, and that comes up anytime that you want to do something that you actually care about. That's, yeah. that's the crazy part. Because mm-hmm. it's only the things that we truly want that we will stand in our own way from getting it. Because we don't care about the, the reckless shit we do. We no. do that all day. No, it's all the stuff day, that man. really is. That's, that's, that's the easy decisions <laughs> yeah. to make, right? Mm-hmm. But it's when we're trying to step out and pursue the type of life we want for ourselves. We got so many excuses, so many reasons why not, you know. And then we, you know, my even mine, like mine is I get real busy. You know, I'm like, yeah. oh, I just don't have time. And I'm like, no, you make time for what you want to make time for. It's not like exactly. you conversation. Exactly. Stop it. Yes. Exactly. No, seriously, I'm trying to, I'm, 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 I'm embarking on a new life journey. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm still, like, it's still kind of like iffy a little bit, but it, I, I had to make a choice. Mm-hmm. And because I, I have to meet, it, it has to be twice a week. I had to make a choice. I have to. I have to do this twice a week. I'm gonna get. I'm gonna get the results that I want. Uh-huh. You know. But I always get in my way. Mm-hmm. You know. I got in my way the other day. You know. And, and so I. You know. And so. You know. I just had to just learn. Okay. Stop, Tim. You know. You're your own. You're your own worst damn enemy. Right. So stop. Uh, stop with the bullshit. Right. Stop with the madness. And get what you need. To, get what you need. Do what you need to do for yourself. Start dating women twice a week, and eventually. Oh, see there he go. MTSA. See he trying to make me make go Tim there with him. Again. He knows that I love men. I love. We're gonna get Tim a red of, hat so, that says make so Tim He's gonna make me go there with him. And that's the, I'm still talking about the touch of a man. How they make me feel when they <laughs> caress my body. So he's gonna make me do. Uh, touch my body, Tim. Hey. I'm about to. I'm, 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 I'm gonna. I'm Must gonna hurt you. Play with me some more. I'm gonna go someplace <laughs> and talk and sit down. <laughs> With y'all. I can't. I can't. I can't. <laughs> All right. So let's start our rant. So at the end of every show, Brittany, we do a rant. A rant could be on topic or off topic. It's just a subject, a situation for you to just release and just okay. say what's on your mind. Um, you want to start it off, or you want to go? You uh, need some time, but we can start it off. On? Like just, I could just rant anything. on anything. Mm-hmm. Oh gosh, just so many things. Yeah, I know. Huh? Um. No old Brittany in the rant. Get old Brittany. Why don't you start it? No, old right. Brittany can't come old here. Brittany. No, look your motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all gonna stop? Sick no. Of this shit. <laughs> you want? You want? <laughs> go? I'm gonna go. Tim, which one you want? I'll go. I'll go. go ahead, this man. isn't a rant. <clears throat> You got to rant about people not voting, too. You put that out there. No, no, I'm done with that. All right. Better lost. <laughs> <laughs> 
Okay, this Shout is not a rent. Shout out to Beto, man. They try to they try to make that man run for president in two years. I hope he go get it. Okay, so no, this isn't a rant. This is a sorrowful. Well, if it's a rant, it's a sorrowful rant. Mm-hmm. Monday, the great legendary Stan Lee died, and if I tell you that hurt me to my heart. If I had had the time, I would have watched every Marvel movie that has been made since 2007. You still can. Okay. And on top of that, you know, the first comic books I ever read were Spider-Man, Luke Cage, and Daredevil. Okay. And my absolute favorite comic book of all time, Wonder Woman. The Uncanny Man. X-Men. He thought it was Wonder Woman. <laughs> <laughs> Would you say Britney? I said Black Panther. Oh, Black Panther was one too. So you know that's probably my favorite Marvel movie. But you know, but you know, he taught me to use my. I think that's when I started being able to use my imagination. I started seeing all these wild, fantastical people beings doing all these wild, fantastical things, and my mind, my imagination started going there, and I was doing those things with him and everything like that. And he opened up a whole world of comic, of comic book reading to me. Mm-hmm. Seriously, okay? And so I want to say, rest in peace, Stan, okay? That legacy will never, ever be touched, man. Just think of all the... Why are they... Everybody, they're laughing at me. <laughs> looking up. Because, because he's in heaven, I think. He saw some up there. <laughs> The fuck is on the Okay, Stan Lee is in heaven right now. Okay? Okay. Mm. You see me? Doing fantastical things. Doing fantastical <laughs> things with fantastical <laughs> beings. I can't. Look, man. Okay, <laughs> and that's my that's my sorrowful rant. Stan Lee is dead at age 95. I'm sorry for your loss. Ooh. Sorry for your loss. Man, man. 95 years. Man. You had nine to five years to thank this man for his service, and mm-hmm. you chose not to. <laughs> I chose to wait till he died. <laughs> that's, some, that's some black that's that's shit. That's <laughs> <laughs> All right, so um, my rant is I'm I'm very I'm, it's starting to piss me off a lot that um, I'm seeing people not reach their potential or or at least attempt to. Um, you only got one life, man. And I, I, I was a victim of myself for a long time. Um, I talked myself out of a lot of things to the point I would think, okay, damn, I wish I could get 10 years back. But I learned so much in these 10 years that, shit, I'm okay where I'm at now. But stop bitching and do what you got to do. You know, you, 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 you have to come to a point in your life to where you're not happy with how things are going. And on the flip side, you can do two things. And I had this conversation with somebody earlier this week. I said, if you don't like what you if if you don't like what you're doing, stop bitching about it and stop. But if you still have a reason to bitch about it or you still have feelings behind it, then that's not something that you want to stop doing once you give a hundred percent. If you're not, shut the fuck up and move around. And I had to learn to take that approach with myself as well. So I encourage everybody else or I challenge everyone else, just shut the fuck up and do what you gotta do. Um life is too short to wait on somebody else to come give you your dream or, or, or motivate you to push yourself to the next level, motivate yourself. And if you're waiting on somebody to motivate you, then I guarantee you, you will not get any motherfucking well. Do what you have to do for yourself. Stop waiting on somebody 
to fulfill your dreams, to fulfill your happiness, to make you feel better as a person, to for, 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 to, to seek validation and all those type of things. Just do what the fuck you got to do for you. And if they catch on, then they catch on. If they don't, then that's not the person that needs to be in your circle in the first place. And that's my rant. What you tell us, Clarence? Shut the fuck up, Susan. Shut the fuck up, Susan. <laughs> Who the fuck is Susan? <laughs> Who the fuck is Susan? Susan? I don't know. Susan, tell me. Um, Susan, um, damn it, was Sarandon. Yeah, Susan oh, Sarandon. Yeah. Okay, shut okay. the fuck up anyway. Shut the know. fuck up, Susan. My dog told me to tell you shut up, <laughs> Susan, so shut the fuck up, Susan. I'm a Motherfucker. That name sounds familiar. Susan Sarandon. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She was in Bull Durham. Have you ever seen some she Bull Durham? Um, what's the one with the nanny? With the with, with the with the with the lady? I don't know. Who the fuck the old old sitcom. No, um, she was in a movie. She won an Emmy. Uh, go, uh, Oscar for. Mm-hmm. She played a uh, with Nicolas Cage. Uh, the name of it. We're gonna move on with this rant though. Yeah. What else she was in? Let's move on with this rant. So, Brittany, since, since he's thinking about who the fuck Susan is. Let me see what this is. Shut the fuck up, Tim. <laughs> Shut the fuck up, Susan. <laughs> All right, Brittany, what you got, B? I don't know. I was thinking about, um, now I'm trying to remember it. Um, what these punk ass co workers you got? I didn't talk about that shit all day. No, I'm done with talking about it. I'm just can't. I can't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's a movie on Netflix called Napoli Ever After. Okay. Have you seen it? I've heard of it. Never saw it, though. Because we've been in debate about this movie. Mm -hmm. And um, I personally enjoyed the movie, but a lot of people are going back and forth because she, you know, was in a relationship with a guy who took up, you know, a good amount of of her time Mm -hmm. um, and ended up not working out him telling her at the end, you know, I just don't see a future with you. Bitch, that happens. Um, so she goes, cuts her hair off, loses a lot, loses her mind, and you know she's bald headed. Um, and then she finds someone who who uh, ends up falling in love with her, um, but he is uh, a hairstylist, and not like like the guy she was dating before was a doctor, and you know well esteemed and all that type of stuff. So I was happy. I I was like, I'm happy that she, you know, was able to find somebody who loves her for her. And, and it's, especially in the black community as women, you know, he loved her bald headed. So I'm like, come on, like yeah. <laughs> our yeah. hair is our thing. Right. So it's like that was, you know, I, I could tell that the movie was trying to show that, you know, you could be beautiful without anything. Right. Yeah. Um, and I was just happy that I was trying to break down to them because they, they, the way that they showed the movie, I loved it. You know, I'm a lover at heart, but um, where they showed that she the guy, the second guy, you know, saw her bald headed and just like loved the mess out of her. Yeah. And that helped her with her confidence. And so I was t- showing them how, to me, it spoke to exactly like what I tell women about, like when you learn to love your insecurities, you will find someone who loves those things about you as well. Like mm-hmm. don't hide your insecurities and then show up in a relationship as a representative because you don't want them to see the real you. Yeah. You know, so we've been going back and forth. My girlfriends are mad because they were like, why can't she date a doctor? Why can't, you know, it didn't have a happy ever after because they didn't, she didn't marry someone of, um, her status. Her status. Yeah. So such your economic status. Right. So what do y'all think about that? Are your friends dating a doctor? Uh, probably not. No, but well, some of them are doctors. Uh, are they dating a doctor? <laughs> right. Who? Are they dating a doctor? Those friends that are doctors. 
No, they date IT people, engineers. Are they dating a doctor? No. Tell them shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up, Susan. Shut the fuck up, Susan. (laughs) (laughs) You ain't dating no doctor. I mean, it's (laughs) it's less about the doctor. Like, it's like... She's in love. She loves the person. It shouldn't have a dollar sign on it. I'm I'm a firm believer of that. Now, a man should provide. Uh, That's a given. What should men provide? A a man should survive. He should provide a sense of security. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm, I'm... I'm 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 I am a caveman, so I feel like a man should go out there and get it and everything like that. But if my woman makes more money than me on one job, then that's fine. But I'm gonna bust my ass to either work smarter or work harder. Mm-hmm. You know, we we definitely should accommodate each other financially. But <clears throat> at the same time, if 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 I see a woman, I'm not gonna not and, and I see interest, oh, I'm not gonna talk to her. She makes more money than me. That's not I'm not gonna do that shit. That's not gonna happen because I feel like I'm. I feel like I'm a good catch, and I'm not gonna deprive you or me of that fucking situation, that uh, relationship. Because I feel like, if I feel like I'm being my best me, and I see potential in you being your best you, then why not work it out? Now, if you see me as that, then you've done me a favor. But at the same time, it it shouldn't be about that because I'm all about growing together. Mm-hmm. You know, but that's just me. I've dated somebody that worked at a labor pool. I'm just happy he had a job. What's that? <laughs> What that is, temp service? I don't know. Okay, I just haven't had a job. No, but seriously, I ain't though, never date no you know, but you know, but you know, but I guess I, ain't never, I, I can't. Uh, I, I can't. never did that. Try, you know, I trust my mind. Would I? You just said love don't have no dollars. It fine. don't. Like okay, I, if, so. I, if I met her at, so it is like if she told me in the beginning, yeah, I work this and that. I, I ain't tripping on it. But what are you working towards? Mm-hmm. If you're okay with that. Why well, are you okay with that? I, I I wouldn't be okay with you settling, especially if mm-hmm. I see potential in you to be something else. But if you don't see the potential in yourself, but she's a good person. Okay, so let me let, let me add into your good person. Okay, so now now, see, now you're acting like now you're acting like how you, Trader Joe's. Yeah, Trader yeah Trader Joe's. Trader Joe's. I'm, <laughs> I asked I asked somebody one time would they would they date for somebody from Trader Joe's, and she said no. I was like, worked at Trader Joe's? No, uh-uh, she was something else. She, she, she was a successful woman, and yeah. the question was like, pretty much she wanted somebody that, Trader, that, that matched her, her her dollar sign. Yeah. So, but, but um, you, but you can't like, always do that, though. But Look I'm at not, Oprah. But, but I'm not tripping on that. If, if you, Oprah if, is Steadman. If you're happy at what you're doing, then that's fine. Oprah is Steadman. But you don't have to work in no temp agency. <laughs> Oprah is Steadman. Steadman probably went to the temp agency. <laughs> What does hey, Stedman do? Ste- Who knows? Right, right. <laughs> Who knows? Right. Okay. He does whatever Oprah. Whenever if Oprah, one day Oprah might come in and say, "Oh, oh, you know what? I want you to, I want you to handle my production company." And he'll be working a production company. She might tell him, "Go move around." And this, then she He's might somebody. say, "Then she might say, you know what? I need you to work the table at uh, behind had, the scenes at the Capri Casino." You, you see what I'm saying? It. So you know, I but, mean, but I'm gonna tell you what Stedman do. He light skinned He got a thick mustache. That don't mean nothing. He light skinned He got a thick. That mustache. don't mean nothing. Dave Chappelle and that Dave Chappelle skin. He got <laughs> up and pregnant. And all he did all day was bullshit around. Or she made money and she loved him. <laughs> but okay, but okay, go ahead. But it's all about what you're trying to get, man. Like if you, if you labor pool fucking five years, we got a problem. That, that, that's a problem. That, okay, it might be a problem. Okay, but when I first meet you and you work and I like you and you show me you show me good qualities. Okay, you show me that you're a decent, a good person. Okay, I'm not gonna hold that against you. I make money on my own. I don't need nobody money. I don't need nobody. I can, I, I'm self sufficient. I, I I I own everything I have. Why is she in the labor pool? 
I own, I, I own, every, why, you never know. She, uh, she, he might, he, not, not she, he. No, I'm talking about she. Okay, uh, he, him, he, him, okay. Yeah. He might be in Liverpool because he lost his job and he's trying to, yeah. he's trying to work he's right trying, now. He's trying to keep the bills up. Uh, trying, I get that. So he, okay, so hey, things happen. Everybody, don't forget what happened in 2008 during that, during, during the crash, during the, that, that crash when people who were, who were making, uh, five hundred thousand dollars a year find themselves working at McDonald's. Brittany, would you okay. date a man in Liverpool? Okay. Well, that's Brittany. I'm talking about me. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, me. It, for me, it's it's it. I'm no. I just uh, if you're going through if, if you're if you're in transition to it me, wouldn't that, catch my okay. eye. Is yeah. like it, it would not catch my eye. Like I would have to. We would have to be in a situation where he can show me some other. Character traits for me to find. Yeah, interest. see, I met him. To, to I met him. Yes. I met him. Yeah. At, I met him at the grocery store. He was really good looking, and so we started talking. So that That's overlooked not the uh-huh. fucking That's uh, not construction enough. boots and the hard hat. Hey, look here, man. And, and a look hazard vest. Is that what? The fuck? <laughs> look, this is what I look. He, he had on work equipment. I was good. Oh god. <laughs> <laughs> he had on work equipment. I was good. Okay, but the thing about it is, is that I mean, I can have. A, I, I've had guys who who've had nice jobs. I've had guys who haven't had nice jobs. I've had guys who didn't have a job at all. Yeah, I mean. Okay, the it job happens. doesn't define their character, you it, know. It, it it doesn't, but you can't be you can't be broke to try to be with me, and you don't have good character. No. That's not gonna fly. I don't with think me. you can be rich and not have good character. One okay, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and guess yeah, what? Yeah. And, why, and when you I tell them motherfucker made their own money, like I don't well, need to go through. And, it. and when I tell people, when I tell people all the time, and it's, it has nothing to do with working at a labor pool or trade when I tell people all this, when I when I use you know I use. Movie when I use celebrities as a as a okay yeah they might have more money than we do but you think about him but they don't have to date somebody who's below the, the they don't have to date they don't have to date anybody who's below their socioeconomic status but they do anyway I ain't gonna lie. You know what I'm saying and yes Oprah was a great Oprah is the ultimate example to me because don't nobody know what Stedman does it ain't that's the point but I will. That's it. He makes her happy. And I will date a woman that works at Chick-fil-A. Okay. Why? That's a good place to work. I like Chick-fil-A and they got spicy chicken. I heard they get, I heard they get good and great lemonade. <laughs> good ass lemonade. They pay for like school. Yeah. Good, good, good I didn't get that far. I just Should like be the off nuggets. on Sunday. Uh, to go to church. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. I rock with Chick-fil-A. Trader Joe's have excellent excellent benefits and above board minimum I mean, they pay above minimum wage. That's the job. Uh, yeah. Chick-fil-A. Chick-fil-A. I do Chick-fil-A. Yeah, I'm good. I, yeah, think, I think I'm all right. She said no I'm to I'm supposed to date a man that work at Costco. You better think big, boy. Walmart. <laughs> 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 we got to get out of here, man. Um, thank y'all. Thank you, Brittany. Thank you for thank so you much for coming. Thank you for coming, Brittany. For real. Thank that's a pleasure. You, you got to come back. Mm-hmm. I know you always hear people say shit, but we, like, I'm for real. You got to come back because there's going to be more. Yeah, you can come back. You gotta come back. I'm gonna stalk you until you do. You stalk me regardless. Stalk your motherfucking ass. Be like this the whole time. Open, 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 open. Thank y'all so much for joining us, y'all. Have a good night, y'all. Thank y'all.